Welcome to the Pastor's Roundtable Podcast, a podcast where we pull apart and deconstruct the habits, routines, and tactics of the great men and women of faith. Drastically changed my life. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here is your host, Ryan Latham. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the podcast. So excited to share with you guys a really cool new journal that's coming out. I want to share with you guys. The Palisox have written something that I think is just going to be really helpful for you in your personal journey, um, as well as you as a leader with your people. And so uh, I want to introduce the Palisox to you guys. So Nate, Alyssa, thanks for jumping on. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quick. Yeah, man, we're glad we're glad to be here. Uh, like what Ryan said, you know, my name is Nate Palasok and my wife uh, Alyssa, and so we're just uh, man glad and honored to share a little bit about what God's going on or what God's got going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you guys are pastors. You guys have been in ministry for quite a while. Um, youth ministry, uh, leadership college, associate pastors, all kinds of stuff. Great. Uh, ministry of the local church and so um, you guys know exactly what it's like to be uh, mom dad pastor uh, follower of Christ all that kind of stuff and so uh, really excited that you guys are going to be sharing today so I want to turn it over to you guys just a little bit tell us a little bit about uh, what the start was for uh, this journal what is it tell us a little bit about how it kind of got started yeah uh, so it actually got started I want to say like three years ago, and I don't know, Nate and I have um, this tradition of going to our closet and praying. And so we have a lot of, Nate would always hang up a lot of different scriptures. And there was one day, it was late at night, and I remember being in the closet just praying. And I was drawn to the scripture verse where it talked about uh, remembering the things that the Lord has done, but not just us remembering them, but then passing them down to our children. Mm-hmm. And then our children passing them down to their children and their children and their children. And as I read that, I was like, man, I just felt so impressed with the Lord in that moment. You know, those moments where you have where you just like the Lord shows up and it's like you feel like you're really having a conversation with him. And I felt so intensely in that moment that the Lord wanted me to start something for our family um, right then, but as well as for other families. And that was just a journal that the only purpose of this journal would be to write in it when God does something incredible or a miracle or something amazing in your family's life that you want your children to remember the goodness of God through it. And so the whole idea of it at that moment was for, for us to begin uh, to pass it down to actually my parents to have them start it. And then we would then take it over and kind of write some of the things that God was doing and then eventually pass it down to my daughter and have her write in it. And then it would just continue on this legacy of God's goodness. And mm-hmm. gosh, there's so many benefits of it that I'm sure we'll get into later. But uh, that was a couple of years ago. And I remember uh, it was a great idea and I loved it. And then that was it. It, nothing ever happened with it and i was like, like so many people you have these great. Great. <laughs> somebody needs yes. to do that yeah. yes that would be awesome and so yeah fast forward to gosh it was um i want to say like may or june of this year mm-hmm. and i was back in the prayer closet it was two in the morning we were going through a rough season actually mm-hmm. at that point and i just remember crying out to the lord and uh at that moment i felt ugh, it was it was a rough moment i felt like the lord was it was just convicting and i felt like the lord reminded me of that and said, what did you ever do with that? Mm. And I felt like what we were walking through in that moment, it would have been so great to have a journal like that, that we could look back on and look through all the things that God had done in our lives yep. because it was a rough season. Yep. And uh, I just felt, I felt convicted 
but I also felt this urgency that the Lord said, get up and do it. And so that night it was already two in the morning, but I went and grabbed my laptop and I began to do research. And I remember you probably thought I was crazy, but I was on there for a couple hours just researching. And, you know, as parents, that's when we get things done in the middle of the night, because it's like the only time that yep. you, know, you really have time to get things done. <laughs> so I was working away. And uh, since then, it has been uh, quite the process of, you know, trying to figure out uh, what type of journal and wanting it to be something that lasted. So we're getting like all leather and wanting it to be important. It's just, it's, it was very important to both of us that it, it have quality and it be something that can last for generation to generation. That, yeah. uh, so we spent a lot of time working on it, getting all the details done and we're finally ready to launch. And so it's arriving. All of our journals are arriving mid January and we're excited. We're excited because I think, gosh, this is something that can be so transparent transformational for our family and then I get excited about all the other families that this can be transformational for because yep. I think well a couple of things one I get excited because it's just going to catalog all of the things that God's done and so when trials come you just pull out this journal and you yeah. begin to see God's goodness yep. time and time and time and if God did it for you then he'll do it for you again if he did it for you then he'll do it for you again mm -hmm. and when my daughter goes through something I want her to be able to look back at this journal and see all the good things that God has done mm -hmm. in our lives. Yep. And then, man, I just get so excited about my grandchildren and I'm just a mom now, but you know what I mean? I just get excited for what that's going to be. And then, you know, two, another great benefit I see from it um, is just the, the faith that it builds, mm -hmm. um, the expectancy. You know, you begin to write in it and you just begin to expect God to do something because what you focus on is what you fuel. And yep. so if I keep focusing on God's goodness, I just expect God's goodness to happen. Yep. And so even, even in that, it just kind of transforms like our thought life and yep. into being, instead of being negative all the time or focusing on all the bad things, we begin to focus on all the good things and yep. all, all of the good things that are happening around us that sometimes gets so clouded out because of the world we're living in right now, mm -hmm. you know, so. That's a little bit about, you know, the history of yeah. how it started. Yeah. I love it. I know that, um, especially for those that grew up, you know, in a, in a deep history of faith, how cool is it to see, Hey, you know, my great grandparents went through, yeah. you know, the depression or whatever it was, but God like was faithful for, for them. And like, yeah. hey, my parents went through world war one or two and like God was faithful to that or, yeah. Hey, my, you know, my grandparents, you can read like the story of just like their faith. And so it's like their stories, you know, like you said, like God was faithful to them. He can be faithful to you. Yeah. Um, and then your stories. I just know there's so many things for, for me that uh, I've even forgotten that God did. Right. Like there's so many times where I'm like, man, I remember God did something, but I don't remember what it was. Right. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> so true. You know, yes. and it's, it's like, yes. oh man. And then like, God will remind me, you know, yeah. uh, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Thank you. you know what I mean, but like in that yeah. moment, like you said, you're 2 a.m., rough season, you're down. Um, I think emotionally it's easy to be really clouded and those emotions cloud the memory. And so when you can pick up that, that journal, that book and say, okay, there it is. And it's like, oh man, I remember. And I'm sure you guys uh, are, are like a lot of us where when you see your writing, it almost takes you right back to that yes. moment, right? Yep. Uh, uh, yep. When you wrote it. So, uh, you know, I've heard people say, you know, like, um, 
you know, on the left side of the page, you write like what you're praying about. And on the right side of the page, you, you write like when God answered it, is that kind of the thing? Or just more of like, after the fact, you go back and record it? Kind of how would you suggest it's kind of used? That's great. I mean, honestly, it can be however you want it to be. We ended up leaving uh, most all of the pages blank, except for some scriptures at the end, and then some passed down lineage uh, for that very reason. Because both of us like to write in our journals very differently. And we didn't want it to be um, like you have to do it a certain way. Um, so that is great. How I envisioned it for our family is just writing down the miracles that God's done. So not necessarily asking and then seeing the results, but just like, this is what happened. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking back actually even today to uh, my little brother had asthma and kept going back to the hospital and a bunch of ladies prayed over this hanky, you know, back in the day um, is what they called it. So they gave it to my mom and he, she put it on my brother and he never had asthma again. And we were in the hospital every week, you know, with him yeah. not wow. being able to breathe, going from that to not, he's never had a problem since, you know, just, I can't wait to put that in our journal, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Or um, even uh, we were talking about some miracles um, from Nate's side too, whether your mom. Yeah. That. Yeah. Just with my mom, um, you know, a lot of stuff that, that we went through earlier on and, you know, it's a miracle that we are here today. And by, by here, I mean, in America, um, just, you know, there were a lot of things that happened where uh, my mom wasn't a natural born U.S. citizen, uh, but man, but God moved, like God moved heaven and earth to allow us to stay here. Wow. And then like, you know, in all of that, he had a, a plan and a destiny for that as well too. Yeah. So it's just crazy just looking back and, you know, kind of like what, what you guys are saying, it's just that, man, God does all these awesome and amazing things. And, you know, Ryan, like you're saying that, you know, like sometimes we just forget. And I remember when I used to teach, you know, some college students just about just different classes, you know, one thing that I would say, because I would always get the question, uh, Pastor Nate, you know, like, how come God doesn't speak to me? Like, I don't remember God ever speaking to me. Like, God just doesn't, like, what do I do for God to speak to me? And then my response would often be, it's not that God doesn't speak to us, it's just that we've forgotten that he's spoken to us already. You know, we do a bad job of remembering. So, you know, our, our, our remember function in our brain is, is whacked out, man. Like we remember all of the wrong things and we forget all of the right ones, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so kind of like sociologists, you know, say that, that you have to, man, you have to say like seven positive comments or one negative comment. And, you know, it's just crazy how, how that has to, you know, it has to far outweigh, the positive has to far outweigh the negative, but, but it's so true that our brains are just caught up in the negative. And then so, you know, just, just going along with what you guys said, just in helping us remember the good things that the Lord has done. Um, you know, it's, it's, we talk about being good stewards of, of our resources. We talk about being good stewards of our energy and of our time, mm -hmm. you know, but honestly, like we need to be good stewards of our memories as well too. And the things that the Lord's done there. And I think yeah. if we can be good stewards of that, that will deeply impact our faith and that will deeply impact the way that we view life because we can remember the things that the Lord's done That's and will so continue good. to do. That's so good. Yeah, I know uh, like a few years ago, my wife and I had some student loans, which, you know, a lot of people do. And, and uh, we had just been making like, you know, you know, we were youth pastors making, you know, minimum payments, minimum payments. And uh, we were just getting really frustrated at like, here we are, you know, like teaching people to get out of debt and like, don't be in debt. And, uh, but we've got all this debt from our student loans. And so we were just like, we're, we're done. We're doing something right. And uh, so our church was doing uh, the blessed life series and this whole like 
God's going to, you know, outgive God type of a thing. And so like God did crazy, crazy, crazy miracles through that time um, of just paying off crazy amount of debt. I mean, just all these ways that you're just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like that doesn't happen. Right. But like it did. And um, I can even remember like now looking back, there's a lot of like the specifics that I wish I would remember that I just don't. Right. And it's like, Oh man, like I remember some kind of the big pictures, but all those little details would have been so cool to have written down someplace like journal so that I could go back and remember like all the little things and not just big picture, right. But all the little things along the way um, that I could really pass on to my kids or even myself, like you said, what I'm feeling down because there's probably going to be another season where, um, man, I really need God to financially provide. Right. And in that moment I can go back and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I remember, I remember I, you know, I, this is what we were feeling. This is what we were praying and this is what we were desiring. This is what God did. And so, uh, man, I just love the yeah. idea that you can be specific. You can have all those details written down. Um, you know, one of my favorite books is Henry Blackaby's Experiencing God. And he talks about in there creating spiritual markers in your life, yep. these places that you can come back around to. Yep. And like in the Old Testament, right? Like they'd build altars or they'd like pile rocks up so that every time they came around, they could remember the goodness of yep. what they did. And uh, I think that you guys even kind of mentioned that concept. So you want to maybe unpack that a little bit too? Because I, I think you guys mentioned that. Yeah, you know, like in, in Joshua, you know, like what you're saying, Joshua chapter four, man, we talks about how when the Israelites crossed the Jordan River, they were about to enter into the promised land. And man, it's the, the fulfillments of their destiny that this is what the Lord has for the children of Israel. And so it's kind of like how, you know, Christmas morning, you know, your kids <laughs> are waiting for the gifts and they're like, yeah, come on, man, just give it to me. I really want to get there. And what happens is, is that when the children get up for, you know, for the gifts and they unwrap everything, they go crazy. They go buck wild. They're like, yeah, this is awesome. And it's really cool that they enjoy those gifts. But what's even better is that if the children can remember from whom they came from, Mm -hmm. and then that way they're able to thank, you know, the giver of the gift. And what's really cool is that, you know, in that story, you know, where the Israelites are about to cross over, you know, the Lord says, hey, listen, I know human tendency. And I know know that you're going to, get on over and you're going to enjoy this thing, you know, you're going, to, you're going to, because rightfully so, it's the promised land, but it's really cool that God says, but listen, I want you though to remember this moment because I dried up the Jordan River. Yeah. I was faithful to you in the desert for the past 40 years. I delivered you out of Egypt. And so commemorate this moment by setting up these rocks. That way, as your kids and their future kids, you know, are enjoying the benefit and the fruits of the promised land, They'll look at this and they'll remember, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna take this for granted because man, we, we had to work, God had to work hard and God didn't work hard, but, but man, God took us from a long way mm. to get to where we are now. Yeah. And then it just makes you even more thankful for the fact, for the blessings that you do have when you can remember from whence they came from and how hard, you know, how difficult they were to get there. So yeah, man, it's yeah. just that, that same exact concept. and. You know, just just one more one more quick story. You know that that I can think of right off the top of my head is, um, I think of when David when David slew Goliath, and everybody loves that story. Everybody talks about how he hurled the stone, and then afterwards, you know, David was was a gangster, and so you know he pulled out Goliath's sword, and then you know he he beheaded the giant. He used you his know, own like, sword. That's right, bro. Dude was I mean David was an OG back in the day, probably from Long Beach, California. Um, <laughs> 
but but man but what gets lost though what a lot of people don't talk about is the the following verse where it talks about how how david took goliath's armor and put it in his own tent yeah and when i think about that like if you just imagine that you know because a lot of these bible stories you read it you glaze over it but, but just live there live in the moment imagine david being a young man and he gets up early in the morning and he has to go through his day he has to face whatever he has to face you know whether as king warrior whatever else but imagine feeling discouraged when you wake up and you're like man i don't know if i can go through another day but all of a sudden you open up your eyes and you see goliath's armor in the corner of your tent and then you remember that miracle that the lord did for you oh man that changes your perspective on things right away and then so if you can look at these different things that the lord's done you know not just glaze over them but if you can remember them they they, they change your perspective, they breed yeah. courage, they breed inspiration, they, they breed faith. And so, you know, man, we just think that, that remembering is really one of the key things that you can do. And, and that's why we're so passionate about this. Yeah, I was, if I can jump in too, because yeah. I was just thinking almost the opposite of that when Joshua and Caleb were sent as spies to go yeah, into true. the promised land. Mm -hmm. And the rest of, I, I always look at the Israelites. I'm like, how do you not like get it? Like God is so good. Do you not remember his faithfulness? Like as you read it, you just look at them and like, you're so dumb. Uh, <laughs> but then you think about your own life and you're like, ah. Uh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> got it. But I just wonder, man, if they would have stopped to remember all the miracles. I mean, providing manna from heaven. I mean, right. a cloud by day. I mean, fire by night. I'm going, what the heck? Like those are some pretty awesome things. Right. Um, if you would have just remembered those in that moment, mm -hmm. you would have looked, you would have looked at that a totally different way. And yep. maybe you wouldn't have had a wonder in the desert for 40 more years, you know, like what would have happened? And almost then I think about it for us, like, man, Lord, help us to have enough faith that when you call us to do something that we are not so scared and timid because we don't trust and have faith in you to be able to do whatever it is that you've called us to do. Yeah. And so for us to be able to look back at God's goodness and be able to charge full force going in and saying, God, you've got this, like, you've got this, like, this is what you called me to do. Like, I'm not scared, you know? And I just, I think, man, if the Israelites could have done that, but then I think, man, if we could do that, because we all have those same tendencies of forgetting uh, time and time again, I love yeah. what you said earlier. We always forget, you know, all the things that we should remember, mm -hmm. it's, and we remember all the things that we should honestly forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yep. And so it reminds me reminds me of sports, right? We've all said, like, you know, uh, nothing uh, is means less than the score at halftime, right? You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like I think it, uh, there's so many times when coaches will point back, hey, guys, remember three weeks ago we were down by 21 and we came back yep. in the second half. Yes. Uh, hey, remember before, right? And it's like it's like that you can come back to like, like that locker room moment of like, hey, let's look back. I know we feel defeated right now. I know we feel weak right now. I know we feel like we don't have faith right now. Like, let's look at the history. Like, let's look back at that yep. and go back in the second half. And, you know, the other thing I think of, too, it reminds me of, too, with sports again is there's often times where um, – you know, we'll watch like USC, UCLA just played, right? And they talk about like the history of the game. And they're like, you know, USC has won so many of these times or UCLA has won this many times. And it's like, well, these players, they weren't even born when they're talking about that. But yet those players still feel like they're a part of that legacy. They feel like they're a part yes. of that, that yep. history. They feel like they're being drawn into that because they're a part of that, that family. And so like, uh, you know, when you look at your little, you know, 
grandkids, right? And it's like, yeah, they weren't a part of that story, but that story is a part of their life. The other thing, it, you know, reminds me too of like, how cool is this? I, mean, I pray that no one experiences this, this, this moment, but unfortunately there's times where people's kids don't follow the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then they can hopefully like look at a journal like this and yeah. not just look at the Bible and say, well, the Bible, but it's like, man, look at what God did in my family, like my, yeah. my, and my grandparents and my great grandparents. And it's yeah. like, man, that's really tough to like try and defeat that. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> like the Bible, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. I get that, but it's like, yeah. man, like God provided all those things. Yep. Us, you know? And yeah. so I think there's just so many different angles to come at, at this. So true. Uh, yeah. That, that and even, and even Ryan, like the angle of just our season that we're going through right now, man. Yeah. I mean, we all know that when you're in the middle of a season, you know, your view is so subjective. And like when you're in the middle of a season, you feel like it's the worst, it's the biggest, it's the most, you know, whatever extreme word you want to say there. But, you know, if you had something where you can look at a journal and zoom out and give you a bigger perspective on things, like, like I wish that this journal was around decades ago and that our parents could have written about it. Because, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, man, just, just even recent history, like Y2K. Remember when that was a big deal? Like people <laughs> thought the world was going to shut down. Everything's going to reset. Yeah. Y2K, you had a mini recession there, you know, the early 2000s. And then after you had 9-11, you know, you had 9-11 happen also like around that same era. Yeah. You know, you had H1N1 and all this other stuff, man. And so it's just mm -hmm. crazy because we've lived through those seasons before, you know, and, and it was tough yeah. then. But, but man, but God's got us through it. And this is just another season, but when you're in the middle of the season, man, it's hard to see through the trees. And if you can just have something to look back on and give you some objective perspective and say, oh, you know what? I've lived through worse. Yeah. I'm okay. It's all good. Yeah. You know, and then that way the spirit of fear and whatever else, man, yeah. isn't that big and that heavy on you if you can just get some objectivity to your perspective? That's good. So good. So, uh, we talked before we started recording kind of this idea that it's man, this isn't just for you and your family, mm -hmm. but many people listening are ministry leaders. So, uh, I mean, it seems to me like there's so many applications for ministry leaders to like bring this into their church. Um, any tips or suggestions on, on kind of that front? Yeah, I know. Um, and you had kind of mentioned this too, but I think it's an excellent idea as far as like small groups um, to go through it. I know there's a group of moms that are going to be meeting at our house on Wednesday nights and for us to go through it as moms, even um, just to be able to encourage each other and build each other's faith. Um, even, uh, well, I'm really excited about that, but even as far as just your congregation, just, mm -hmm. I can't even imagine like I just think about what if all of us began to write down, I don't even care if you buy our journal, just begin to write down God's goodness, begin yeah. to write down God's miracles. If all of us begin to just focus on that, I just can't imagine what that would do to our churches, what mm -hmm. that would do to the Christian faith. Uh, I just, I just see it exploding. I just see us, our faith growing and God being able to do more and more and more than he's ever been able to do before. Yeah. And I, and all these, you know, with COVID happening and all these things that are kind of happening around us that can be scary, man, how much, better would it be the church for us to be the difference for us to be able to have joy and hope when nobody else around us does why can't we be different you know right now why can't we stand up above the rest right now and i just think about gosh if we could just begin to think about all of the things that god is doing right instead yeah. of all the things that are going on around around us that are just wrong yeah it would just really change things for us so 
Yeah. Those are just a couple of thoughts. And I think too, for, I think for ministry leaders in particular, you know, uh, we talk about spiritual disciplines. We talk about fasting and praying. You know, we talk about daily Bible reading. We talk about being involved in community, you know, and all these other things that we talk about, they're, they're great. But I feel like that in this season, man, especially as, as we continue to advance in our culture, you know, one of the spiritual disciplines that we, that we neglect and that we often don't even know it exists is, man, the spiritual act of reflection. Taking time just to sit back and reflect on the different things that the Lord's already spoken to you and the different things that the Lord's done and examining everything. So, you know, we live in a very consumer-driven culture where consume every information you can get, consume every podcast you can get, consume, consume, consume. But, man, but, but consumption without reflection is nothing. And then so it's about reflecting on those things already. And so I just think as ministry leaders, if we can get into the habit of, you know, not every day, but maybe, you know, once a week or a couple of times a month, you know, just getting a good solid hour, you know, at the most, you know, we can get that and that's great, you know, but an hour where we can sit back and then where we can journal, we can look through our journal, we can say, all right, now let's reflect and let's see the things that the Lord has done already. And then how often, you know, ministry leaders, it's tough, you know, being a pastor is tough. But, you know, there, you know, in Psalms, it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I think as ministry leaders, if you can uh, get the habit of journaling, but also reflecting and thinking on the good things that the Lord has done already in your life, you know, that that's one way that we can encourage ourselves in the Lord as well, too. And hopefully if we do that, it, it helps tip the scales in our favor that, that we don't give up so easily. We don't we don't quit, you know, yeah, right. so we got to keep on going if we want to reap a harvest, but we've got to be willing to to stay in the game for that. And I think that that's one way that can really help us. How cool would it be to be able to just look back and to not just hear about um, your parents' struggle to like have have a child, right? But to be able to like to read their tears and their heartache and their pain, and then to read how God was faithful to like give them a child and you're that child that's reading this right and that just yeah, how much I, mean, I just think it's so uh powerful to yeah. be able to read it and it's not just this like um story that's told but like to really really read in depth that story and that struggle yeah. and see it and to heal uh I just think yep. it's so powerful um, that you can pass that on. So, okay, yeah. so let's, uh, how do they get this? Where are they going? What's what's the next steps? Yeah, so LegacyLine.org is the website. You can go on there and um, anyone listening to the podcast, uh, you guys, we have a special discount for you guys. Uh, Roundtable is all you need to enter in and that will just be all one word. We'll just combine that. So Roundtable and then that'll get you 10% off the site and so you can go there, um, check out the journal. We'll have other things coming eventually, but right now we're just starting out with the journal and we're excited about it. Uh, we also have an Instagram page called Your Legacy Line. Um, and our goal through even our Instagram page is just to bring uh, faith and hope and joy in the midst of the season. So mm-hmm. uh, launching in January, we're hoping to have testimonies every week of God's goodness. So that way we can just flood Instagram with God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah, I would encourage you guys to jump on, um, grab a hold of that. Let's uh, let's partner with this great opportunity to just really leave a legacy. I know in leadership, uh, you know, we always always talk about like when we're passing the baton on to like you know a new senior leadership or a new youth pastor, or whatever. And it's like, man, let let my ceiling be their floor, right? That's good, man. And, and a lot of times we talk about that in our faith, or I mean, in our leadership. But this is really setting that up for your faith. And say, yeah. man, let let the ceiling of my faith be my my kids' 
uh, a floor and let them continue yeah. to build, as opposed to them having to like start over in their own faith walk. It's right. like, I don't know, let me pass that on and we're going to keep going, you know? Uh, yep. So I just love this concept. Um, love the idea. Um, so thankful. I, I know you guys have um, put a lot of time, energy and effort into making this happen. So thank you guys. Cause I think, I think it's also encouraging to uh, so many people that are listening because uh, I know there's a lot of people listening right now and maybe we can kind of wrap up with this, uh, but just there's a lot of people that have had those ideas, right? Um, that, that thought, you know, that, that shark tank idea, right? Um, and so maybe you could just give a little bit of encouragement to that person that has had that idea. You know, what took you, I mean, you talk about a little bit of that prayer, but, uh, and being kind of convicted, but it took action too, right? So maybe you can give just a little bit of encouragement, uh, to someone who's, who's got that same thought. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, uh, grit is the word, uh, that I would use because there's, there was so many setbacks for this journal. I cannot tell you, uh, time every week after week, things that I had no idea how to do. And I just kept pushing forward. And I think at the end of the day, I knew deep down in my heart that, that the Lord really was calling us to do this. And I think that pushed me forward, but there was a level of grit that I had to have that when things didn't work out, like uh, I went through, I think three or four companies and went through the whole process all over again with all of them. And I just wanted to be done. I'm like, this is clearly <laughs> not working, you know? And then, you know, we get sent journals that uh, I wanted like a really nice leather. And so I think we finally got it. And they send me this journal that the leather was awful. I'm not even sure it was real. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, we're starting all over again. And I honestly wanted to quit, wanted to give up, wanted to wait. And let's just wait another year. You know, all of these things that I kept saying, and then I just kept, you know, feeling that impression from the Lord, but also just that grit at the end of the day, no, we're doing it. We're going to push past. Yeah. And then I honestly, what I kept telling myself was, okay, wait for the next one. You're ready. There's going to be another, something's going to happen. It's going to get messed up, get ready for it. Like I just psyched myself up for it, that I was ready for it. So, I mean, we're, whatever it is that God's calling you to do, it doesn't matter. Uh, if he's called you to do it, it will happen. Yeah. So just keep pushing past the hurdles, keep pushing past the unknowns. Uh, Google is a great resource. Uh, friends are great resources, you know, just push past everything and just do, I, I think at the end of the day, I just said to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to do the best that I can, yeah. but I need you to come through for me. And so I'm giving you everything that I've got. Here you go. And I'm mm -hmm. praying that that's enough. And so I'm just being faithful with the part that he's given me to do and having the grit to finish it and then allowing him just to do the rest. That's good. And then if I could just add one little thing to that is, yeah. you know, along with every venture, there's always like some sort of capital risk, you know, some sort of financial investment. Yeah. I don't know for us, you know, like what you said, right? We're in ministry, and so we're not in it to we're not in it to to make the money, and yeah. so you know, so we're we're we want to be wise stewards with that stuff. But you know, I think when it came down to it, it's all a matter of how you viewed it. And then, so for a lot of people, they hear that we invested our own capital into it, they're like, man, well, that's that's risky, you know. Well, what's what's going to be your return, you know? What's and then you know, and way and people were trying to get us to weigh that stuff out. And honestly, just your perspective is is you can either view it as a risk. Hey, I'm investing in this. This is going to be a risk. I don't know what I'm going to get back. And then so if it's a risk, you weigh your pros and your cons. Mm -hmm. But the second way that you can view it is you can view it as either obedience or disobedience. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, we really felt like this is what the Lord's telling us to do. Yeah. So to us, it's not risk. It's not win or lose. It's do we obey or do we not obey? Yeah. And regardless of what happens, you know, whether we get to recoup some of that back or whatever else or how it goes, at the end of the day, if we were just obedient, then yeah. that's it. That's all we want to do. 
So I would say just ask yourself that too. Is it a risk that you're trying to weigh out or is it an obedience issue? And if it's an obedience issue, and if you're a Christian, you don't have much choice there. So. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I think there's that really deep question of, of, of is this really what it's calling me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, because if I don't do it, it's actually an act of disobedience by not doing it. And so right. really spending that time in prayer and yeah. um, getting to that point where you just feel like, man, this burden, this call to say, like, you know, this is a calling for me. And so I want to encourage all you guys, and, you know, take some risk. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, the ironic thing about that is that that's going to be in the journal, right? Like, like the creation <laughs> journal is going to be in the journal, so right? True. Yeah. So true. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. but um, I think that that's the other thing is that this does is it allows you to see, man, remember that when we took uh, a big step and we, we gave $50 that we didn't have to a missionary, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then like yeah. God blessed us. And like, mm -hmm. now it's like, man, maybe we have more faith to give a hundred dollars. Right. And so yeah. I was faithful to return that $50. Right. And so whatever it is, you know, you start small and, um, and you just keep building and building and building and watch God's faithfulness and watch the legacy of God um, and your family get passed on. So good. So good. Yeah. Love it guys. Any final thoughts or anything you want to share with us before we, we wrap up? No, man, that's it. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having us. It's yeah. been awesome. We love sharing about it. Uh, I think if anything, we just love the idea of building each other's faith in the body of Christ. And so at the end of the day, if we could done, have done that today, I think we did what we were called to do. Amen. Yep. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks guys for jumping on. And uh, again, one more time, give us the website one more time. Legacyline.org. Go get it guys. And uh, let's, uh, let's pass on the legacy and the goodness of God. We'll see you next time. All right. See you guys. See ya.